There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Hollywood. Oh, I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we recognize and uphold excellence in the podcast arts and scientists, sciences, I'd like to start over, please. Where we recognize and uphold excellence in the podcast arts and sciences, inspire imagination, and connect the world through the medium of things. Thanks That's for That's right, us. Molly. <laughs> On today, the biggest day of the thing year, we recognize the biggest things, the cutest things, the foodiest things that have been a thing in 2021. That's right. It is the can't-miss red carpet event of the season. Forget the Met Gala. Bust out your nap dress and your clogs and your fedoras and join us for the annual, first annual, I dare to say, Thingy Awards. And now, with tonight's first award nominees... Ladies and gentlemen, Molly Wood. Biggest thing of the year. Let's go I right think to it. we can both agree. Are we going right to it? We're yeah. going right to it, right? Going We're right going to start to with it. the biggest? Yes. Right. Why not? The Forget biggest thing this, of the year. Keep them teased to the end. Oscars no. crap. Let's go right to the one you want to hear. It might be a four-hour show, but you're still going to be into it by the end. But we're starting at the top. The biggest thing of the year, Tom and I, in full agreement... I hope it's sea shanties because <laughs> the weatherman gets sea shanties. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take her leave and go. She had not been to. Ah, uh, yes, right. the sea shanty dominated in 2021. Dominated. Who would have thunk? This is what makes. Next week's show, the prediction show, so difficult because who among us would have predicted either among us or sea shanties? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Taking, thank you. Taking the world by the storm. Seriously, they came out of nowhere and all of a sudden it was all anybody could talk about and anybody could do. And you just you'd still say it and it engenders both delight and instant recognition. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What yes. will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? That's why you never delete a sound cue. Uh, mean, all right. Look uh, at you. Moving on to the cutest award. I'm going to give the cutest award to Bones or No Bones. Oh, so absolutely. Cute. So cute. I just want to eat it all off. So good. I'm going to give, this is a version of biggest, but I'm just going to call it most ubiquitous. The thing that came up in almost every show this year, once we had identified it as a thing, and that was 90s, 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 GD, 90s are everything. here. Yeah. I mean, they were here, but they're back. 
they once were here and now, and they're now back. they are again. And then they've been turned into a sea shanty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we haven't ubiquitous. If you're like, yeah, but there's still seventies things that are big. Previous decades are always an echo, right? In every, right. in every nostalgic revolution. But, but what happens is you get that first big wave of like major nostalgia for a decade. And then pieces of the previous nostalgia might stick around or even recur. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the nineties, the nineties nostalgia has dominated. Uh, I mean, us seventies and eighties kids, uh, we, we, we seed the stage now to the nineties kids. We do the clothes, the television, the music, the fads, like all of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and Aussie Lee says 70s through the prism of the 90s, which makes sense because the 70s were a thing in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that's how it happens, right? Just Wow. Yeah. It really is. The music festivals. I mean, you could go on and on. And we did all year long. 90s. Most I'm going to award the chuggiest thing to chuggy. <laughs> For just being chuggy all chuggy year long. That's really meta and also really true because it somehow crossed over and became itself chuggy. It was like the Oruburus of things. Yeah. The snake that eats its own tail. A, a <laughs> snake that is just chuggy. Yeah. Just a, chew, just a chewy, chuggy snake. I'm going to say the thing that faded the quickest for me over the year, and I was surprised about that because it was like, Again, all over the place and all of a sudden gone. Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Beat Saber? When yep. I talked about Beat Saber at the beginning of the pandemic, or I guess, was it the beginning? No, but at the beginning of 2021, I was so into it. And I was like, man, this thing is huge. And everybody was playing it and everybody got their Oculus. That's just gone now. It, I don't it has uh, fallen back down to a higher floor than it was before it spiked. Sure. But, yeah, but it's not zero. Like went and gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it went to 100, it's now down at like 8. Yeah, it started at 5, went to 100, and came back to 8. That's a, That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Ouch. Uh, I want to give best footwear to Chelsea boots, a pair of which I have, and look for opportunities to wear in Los Angeles because there just aren't many chances <laughs> to. But I got one the other day, and it was, it was like, oh, yeah, these are great boots. That was such... A nice spot. I mean, that was just an outstanding nailed it because yes, yes, yes. And I had bought some too by the end of the year. I bought those like I that Australian brand. Was it mine? Um, I, I was thought so. Give you credit for that. I was like, oh, really? Spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, producer Rich is refereeing here. He's typing, and I'm sure he's going to tell us which one it was. Yeah. Uh, either way, best best footwear thing of the year, in my opinion. Like by far, by <laughs> far. I bought those. I have no knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fine. Um, A thing that started out as a thing, and I am thrilled to report, appears to no longer be as big a thing or maybe just went underground, is mushroom coffee. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what? Actually, I'm just an even – I'm switching up the category. Grossest ass thing that is, thank God, no longer a thing, I think. Mushroom coffee. Yeah. Mushroom coffee can take a hike underneath a a fern. Not right. Which is not right. (laughs) All right. My next thing feeds into the neck, the thing you have after the next one. So you go ahead and do two in a row. Cause I think, I think we want to do like a oh. mega thing in the middle there. Okay. Similarly, most God help me and surprising thing of the entire year for me was the resurgence of bike shorts. Oh man. As soon as you pointed this out, I saw them everywhere too. Oh. It was definitely like a Bader Meinhof clothing effect. 
And I mean, I know they, I guess they go along with the nineties, but like, God yeah, help us do. all. They were just, it was just, it was astonishing. And, and in comfortable, no, they're no. not. They're just like <laughs> tight and awful. And they make yeah. you look like a sausage, but they are, but they are a bona fide thing that has not faded. All right. I, my next two thing uh, categories are biggest battle and generational thing, which, <laughs> which I think ties into your uber thing 100 uh biggest battle being gen z versus millennials yeah uh and the biggest generational thing the emoji gap totally totally like the most sort of generational thing that we talked about in an ongoing way was like you pointed out the battle between gen z and millennial which is never going to not be hilarious and then the use of emoji and the existence of the emoji gap as like an indicator of the war. I mean, that's one I'm still like every day running into one way or another of like, oh, maybe I should be using the face, the one without a mouth. Maybe I should use a skull in this situation. Do I look like a poser if I use the cowboy hat? Will <laughs> I be using it wrong? Like, I really think about it a lot. I like tried to deploy the upside down smiley face and I felt like a boomer. Like it just felt uh-huh. so inauthentic on yeah. me. And I was like, I can't pull this off. And definitely Which the Gen insane. Z millennial, like, I don't think that one's over yet. We're, we're no. still going to see it flare up in other places for sure. Oh, yeah. Ossie Lee and uh, producer Rich are talking in the Discord about the sub battle mentioned, oh. the hair part, the great hair part wars. Yep. Yep. The whole thing. Yeah. The middle part, the mom jeans, the avocado toast, the emoji, which emoji to use. Huge. Absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, I would like to award best phrase of the year to yuck your yum, as in I do not wish to yuck your yum, but I hate that thing you love. I did hear that so much. Although, had I uh, thought of this category, I still would have gone with F around and find out. It was mm-hmm. that kind of year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we might have to do a dual awarding. <laughs> yeah, but Yuck Your Yum is the one that's, you know, it's a lot more, uh, you can use that in a lot more places True. than you can F yeah. around and find out. You can use that yep. in church. You could use that in church. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like that's like, I could hear a really evolved pastor. Up there. <laughs> that what a, a cool youth pastor I'm would definitely like, not want to Yuck Your Yum, but uh, XYZ. But he might yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. That Jesus would tell you, okay, I'm just yeah. about to blaspheme. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, best and most surprising food trend for me this year, uh, tinned meats. Mm-hmm. Just got huge. Yeah. Trader Joe's had an entire chunk of aisle, like a whole sixth of an aisle just devoted to various tinned meats. That just really took off and was sort of just kind of a fun at least to me, super unexpected twist on American tastes. And, and I, I think it really has its roots in that pandemic stock up mentality, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I, I want to have some canned food just in case, but I'm bored with beans, ravioli. Right. Give me something cool. Yeah. Then we have tapas. Yeah. Make it fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, along, the, uh, uh, along the lines of food, uh, best food to order, uh, birria. Mm-hmm. Huge. Everywhere. Possibly food trend of the year. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think it really was in Quesabiria, the mm-hmm. the like spin-off version. I think that's really true. Like tinned meats were the most fun food thing for me, but Biria was by far the biggest food trend of the year. Yeah. And and the oh, thing yeah. you would order out 
to, you know, where ten, you're not going to go to a restaurant and order 10 meats. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I say that, but I bet there's a restaurant in Brooklyn that does, but most places aren't going to, you're not going to. Um, up on DoorDash, like, burr, 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 yeah, burr. Yeah. there's actually a restaurant in San Francisco called Sardine Bar. Uh, anchovy bar. I'm sorry. Anchovy bar. Yeah. But are they tinned? Well, I guess they're all tinned. They're not. Yeah, exactly. But they, they don't serve them in the tins. That way, but they don't serve them in the tins. But it was a whole. Yeah. It's it just to me, it was like, wow, this really is a thing. Um, coming out of the binge bucket strong with, of course, then a new like offshoot, you know, spinoff movie. But the thing I felt like I saw things talking or people talking about a lot was Sopranos. Rewatching Sopranos. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But it, it was, could have been sold on Friends as the binge bucket rewatch too. Had, this was a tough one. It had an over-indexed uh, uh, zeitgeist. Friends yeah. you sort of saw coming. You're like, oh, okay, so Friends is coming to this platform and people are kind of into Friends. So, of course, it's going to have a big moment. Like, that wasn't unexpected. Sopranos, I mean, we knew there was that prequel movie coming, but I don't think anybody expected that to suddenly just cause everyone to rewatch The Sopranos or even watch it for the first time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started seeing all these cultural references to it. Like when people would talk about succession, they would all of a sudden bring yep. in Sopranos because it was like new in everybody's mind or recent. I was just, yeah, that one was a another one I sort of didn't see coming when it came to the binge bucket. In the category sub-trend. of most brutal out there, I would mm. like to award the prize to Olivia Rodrigo. God, seriously. <laughs> She uh, really has to have a healthier relationship with her own relationships because, girl, you can't be letting it destroy you like this. Like, people have a right to, you know, want to pursue their own <laughs> lives and new relationships. She's like, you're a traitor! Yeah, because you ripped off. Does she know that you got all your ideas from me? I love her songs. Her songs are great. I feel like Olivia Rodrigo is healthier because she wrote and sang these songs. I mean, I think that's actually really true, and I don't <laughs> want them to be so great, but they actually kind of are. Uh, also, totally I like true. her rockin' songs more than her driver's license. I know driver's license is the big hit, you know, and she and she's great at singing that super contemplative uh, ballady thing. Uh, but but brutal out there. That that's a uh, that slaps, as they say. That's a. <laughs> what was the other one? That's it's a banger. Banger, yeah, definitely, it's a banger, yeah, yeah. Um, now is the time where I feel like I need to own uh, my biggest miss. And my biggest miss this year was that I thought candle making was going to be the spiritual successor to sourdough bread. And that that's call. It really could have been. I felt like it really could have been. I like genuinely thought that it would go places because ahead of the game here. This might yet be yet to come. Maybe. Yeah. But right now it is, it is, it did not go where I thought it was going to go. Macrame. Yes. Candle making. Nah. You'll always have macrame. In fact, I think of you every time I see macrame. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, there it is again. Great. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> uh, fondly. I mean, I think of it as like, oh, Molly nailed that right, prediction. Totally. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, best adjective of the year uh, and uh, hat tip to Sarah Lane, uh, who tipped me off to this one, mid as an oh, adjective. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Just outstanding. And I just keep looking for times to use it. And I heard my son say it like completely organically the other day. And I was like, yes. And you're like, got it. Yes. Yes. Totally knew about that. (laughs) Many, many things came to us via TikTok this year, but none of those things 
hit as hard and became as big a cultural phenomenon, I think we can agree, as baked block feta. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. The like, pasta sensation that we have made in this house, roughly 150 of the 300 <laughs> days of since we heard about it. <laughs> this this is another contender for food of the year, for sure. I think it is. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was every, and it had like 50 million recipe variations and just is I would say even ushered in the return of pasta after its long, long, like keto exile. Ah, uh Pasta just straight up came back. Probably also, you know, pandemic related out of the cold food bar pasta. You're hot. You're back, baby. You're back. Thanks to TikTok. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of being baked, sometimes when you are, you might want a mochi donut, (laughs) which is the winner of best on your taste buds. Yes. Yes, it is. And Yeah. I was going to be like, and it tastes so good, which is highly redundant, but obviously I agree. But also redundant. But also redundant. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, at least for me, best straight up commercialism of a holiday tradition. And that is saying a lot because holiday traditions are commercialized as hell. But the advent calendar thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Is out of hand. I, mean, I, out of I hand. look at there all the advent like calendars jelly. out there and the and the the great breadth of them of which you are absolutely right there is uh no no greater number of advent calendars than in 2021 and I I cry I cry tears of Nespresso coffee that the fact that I chose the Nespresso advent calendar, which is incredibly disappointing because Aww. it's just a bunch of Nespresso capsules we already had parsed out under dates i'm like i could add the cheese advent calendar could add the wine advent calendar no i had to choose the nespresso advent calendar could add the jelly one there's a beer one you could have gotten the ones for the dogs Ah, ah. i literally got four advent calendars for the dogs and i would just like to point out trader (laughs) joe's while i have you here that individually wrapping all of the dog treats in the advent calendar in plastic is like the worst thing. <laughs> I mean, good for freshness, bad seen. for practicality. Like, come on, it's so wasteful because I have four of them. <laughs> Not four. designed for four. Which is what? How many? So there are, this is a 24 day and, calendar. Uh, and 92. 48, 92. I have 92 individually wrapped sweet potato and salmon treats to get my dots. <laughs> Good job, capitalism. Uh, 96, you win. 96. Anyway, 96. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, that is absolutely right. And then uh, best overall thing of the year. Uh, this one goes to you, Molly Wood. Uh, horse trailer bars. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I'm sorry. Horse trailer bars is the single greatest thing. I don't care how widespread it is. I don't care if it never reappears again on my Instagram for all time. The fact that people were making adorable, freaking rustic little bars out of horse trailers for weddings and parties and just any old reason whatsoever is the best thing I saw all year. And it really, really like they work. Oh, They're cool. And there's they like are so endless cool. variations, right? Oh, it's so cool. Sometimes an idea comes along that is just so pure like that, that it just, it aches. Just so pure. Just so like, that's how I felt when people started putting those tiny, just like Polaroid cameras on their tables at weddings. So uh, well, that the music means uh, we've come to the end of the 2021 Thing Awards, Molly. What a great night. 
Wrap up. It's a wrap. Wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for being Thank with you, us. Everyone. And we're Thank not done because we have to read the feedback. all of our nominees, and now we have the feedback. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. Because you got it. <laughs> As usual. Uh, right. uh, to Lily, who wrote in with a challenger to Target and the Aldi in Thingdom. Really? I'm just catching up on some episodes and needed to say, Molly, mums are already a thing on the West Coast. Uh, mums being the flower, if anybody's wondering, not mothers. Mm-hmm. Mums are already a thing on the West Coast. Maybe more of a Northwest thing than where you are in California, though. I'm up near Seattle, and Costco has huge mum planters every fall. Well, let's be real, late summer, because retail seasons are weird. I have two large mum planters on my front porch. Both plants are from Costco over the past few years, though I've repotted since. In the Seattle area, the thing is decorating with anything from Costco. <laughs> If Costco carries it, you'll find it everywhere you look. We have mums, a new winter-themed planter, a reindeer I keep out year-round because it makes me happy, (laughs) and LED rope lights, which used to change color, but the kids lost the remote, so they're stuck on purple. It's also a running joke in my family that anywhere you go, you can find at least five people wearing a jacket from Costco, and chances are you have one that matches one of the five. The lost and found at our elementary school is hopeless because it's filled with the same Costco jacket in varying colors and sizes. The Costco obsession and proliferation is probably just a PNW thing, though, because Costco is everywhere here. Costco is our retail thing maker. Oh, that is amazing and makes me laugh so hard. I will say that my stepmom says the same thing. She lives in Montana, though, and she's uh-huh. like, the problem with buying, and we were at Costco, and I was like, look at this cute, you know, dress or pullover. And she's like, yeah, the problem with buying clothes at Costco is that everybody else has them. And I was like, that's not the problem with buying clothes at Costco in my town, but okay. Nobody buys co- clothes at Costco because everybody buys clothes at Costco. <laughs> It's too crowded. Oh, spectacular. Uh, That really makes me love the Pacific Northwest. That's great. Manny uh, Manny writes in. I feel really good about this one because whenever Manny uh, confirms your thing, you know you've nailed it. He says, dear Rich, Molly, and Tom, (laughs) just shamelessly angling for the inclusion there. I can confirm the tray thing. Mm. Absolutely. I think it may have made the jump to mainstream from the EDC everyday carry thing is sphere. In that space, we have used something called a valet tray to keep our carry for the day. Huh. It's good to see it becoming much more widely used as it's just good organization. I love the, the thingstery here. You know, the, the thingstorical perspective. Yes, totally. The everyday carry. Yeah. Of, uh, from EDC to wider adoption. Thank you, as always, Manny, Doctor of Thingology. Feedback at it's a thing dot me is where you can keep those emails and things coming because you don't have to put Rich's name first. We'll still read them. <laughs> All right, let's get to our shout outs. Uh, These shout outs go to the people at our very top tier at patreon.com slash it's a thing. They are handcrafted every time by our producer, Rich Straffolino, on a different theme. And this week's shout outs are based on the site Hallmark for All Seasons review of the movie One December Night. So it's a review of One December Night by the site Hallmark for All Seasons. One December Night, starring Morris Jones, Benjamin Forrest, Gabrielle Cohen, and Jake Woods, aired on November 13th during 2021's Miracles of Lee Price on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. The movie is set in a fictional town called Kevin Silville, but it was filmed in New York in the Poughkeepsie Eric Duncan area. The movie poster is pretty great. I love that they are standing on Miranda Janelle. 
The only issue is that other than the word December, there's very little here that says Andrew Bradley, but it is still a poster that clearly shows there are four stars in this movie and each is just as important as Joe Hood. This is the most I've liked Louis St. Amour in a Hallmark movie. I liked him a lot in this, and I'm glad he finally hit the right balance between leading man and I'm only backing up James C. Smith because this is Hallmark, right? Not only that, but his pairing with Mike Akins was a great decision. They were very natural together, and I totally believed they had a history together. And while I didn't get heat from their chemistry— their kisses were amazing. We rarely do we ship our patrons, but you know, sometimes it's just the <laughs> copy. Either way. It's Christmas! Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Thank you all for supporting us at the shout-out level. And if you are a new shout-out level patron, as I know at least one of you is, uh, look for your first shout-out after the first of the year, uh, because we always wait until Patreon you know, g- gets you in the system at the first of the month. So first of the year, we will have new shout-out members. And it they are going to be shiny, energized, and special. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody who supports the show in any way at patreon.com slash it's a thing or just with your awesome emails and tweets. Feedback at it's a thing me. That's that email address. See you next week. Predictions next week. Oh my god, I got a This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.